Hello, hello, hey everybody. Our uh, guest today, he had a time where he hit rock bottom, like many of us, and he has turned that around and become a huge success story. We're going to learn about all of that and more. Uh, it's coming up. We've got the host, creator, and writer of the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, with Sean Dustin. Give it up, my friend, Sean Dustin. My name is Brian Shinborn. I'm an explorer of people, places, and culture. In my travels spanning over 20 countries across four continents, I've had the pleasure of engaging in authentic conversations with amazingly interesting people. These are their stories, on location and unfiltered. Presented by 8B Media, this is Half the City. So where, where were we at, man? We were right at, we, we stopped at... Yeah, you wrapped it up right as um, just before you went to prison. Okay, okay. So like, so, you, yeah. yeah. So you were, um, so you went to jail for a couple of days, you know, brought in by the SWAT team, and then you came back out, and then you started, you switched from the drugs into fraud. Oh yeah, and I was gonna uh, kill that dude because yeah, you're gonna kill that. He, mm-hmm. he, ta- he taxed me. They showed up. It had already been planned. So what ended up happening is they 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 stopped me. Uh, throw me in the car. Uh, it was about 100 degrees, like 110 degrees in the back yeah. of that damn car, uh, middle of summer. And uh, I, all I can remember is like, dude, I just want to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like, I do, the, the weight was off of my shoulders. I don't have to run anymore. I know I'm going to go where I'm sleeping tonight. You know, uh, well, I knew where I was sleeping, you know, most of the nights anyway. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, but it was just, dude, it was just a relief, actually. You know, it's like, fuck, finally, I can get this shit over with. <laughs> and i couldn't yeah. stay awake man i couldn't like i was like this i just kept falling asleep because it was like that's all i wanted to do is just go to sleep i've been up for like three days trying or to in the back of the up, cab or in the back of uh, or at in the cell no in the back of the cop car like this so i'm just like <laughs> asleep man <laughs> they didn't even get even they haven't even gotten to the end of the car to go and so uh, the detective that came was the same one that that had got me in the first time. And oh, was, sweet! Yeah, I bet he was thrilled to see you. Oh, he's well, he's like he was I waiting knew, for I, it, right? <laughs> but I knew you'd show up sometime. Yeah. You pop back up somewhere, and uh, <laughs> you know, I was like, he goes, he's like, so, you know, from what we got in your last house, he's like, I know you've already got a whole bunch of shit accumulated again. So he's like, if you uh, you're already going down because we have a ride along and that shotgun's going to be a federal offense now. Uh, so mm-hmm. we'll not file charges on you. If you take me to your house and give me all of your shit. Are you and, kidding? Uh, no, I'm serious. That, I mean, that sounds like a fucking trap, dude. No, I did it. I was <laughs> like, I didn't care. I called my ex. I, I called my chick up. I said, Hey man, uh, I'm, uh, I got arrested and I'm on my way there with the police right now. Cause I got to give them all my shit. And they didn't really, they didn't, they didn't care about the meth that was there, the fucking, you know, the, the pipes or anything. All they wanted was my, my, uh, what I was doing. And so I gave them all oh. of the computer stuff. I gave them all of the, uh, like I had blanks, you know, I, I figured out how to duplicate the, uh, the, uh, social security cards too. And like the secret service dude, cause I had them on a sheet mm-hmm. and they had the, 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 all the stuff that you should have, all the security features and everything mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, they didn't believe me that they weren't real. They thought that I'd stolen them from like the social security administration Wow! because they were in sheets. Right. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I did that. (laughs) You want to give me a job? (laughs) We got a, we got a spot for you in the mint. 
Yeah, right. And so anyway, I uh, ended up going away, uh, fought my case. Um, You know, I was supposed to get a 12 to 15. For some reason, the judge just did not like me because I was a predator. Uh, You know, I I was having these people that were strung out doing all my Mm -hmm. stuff for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she was like, you know, you weren't, it's not like you were selling dime bags in the fucking park, mister. (laughs) So I was like, all right, man, whatever. So I ended up getting a a 15 to 60 and I paroled out in like Like eight years. Years? No, 15 to 60 months. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so I paroled out in uh, 18 months and then, uh, it was, uh, then I went to federal, um, you know, prison. I mean, it is what it is. I don't know if you know anybody that's ever been to prison or. or I mean, I've been, I've been in jail a couple of times. Um, you know, I spent my 18th birthday in jail. I was in jail for a month (laughs) over some stupid shit. Um, but you know, so I, I don't know. I know some people that have been to prison, but, um, they haven't. Well, one person that made it out, died a couple of years ago but we never really reconnected after that he was kind of a piece of shit before yeah yeah it's, um, it's funny how that works huh? <laughs> right um but he he came out as like a neo-nazi fucking yeah like super racist piece of shit um which was funny because his best friend was mexican <laughs> however that works uh, I don't hate tacos. All right. right. <laughs> um, but no, so, so I don't know a lot of people that have been to prison. Um, you know. I'm sure you've seen, you know, movies. Mm-hmm. You've seen, you know, the, the, the what you is get, that? You get like the, the outdoor areas, like recess or some shit. You can lift weights <laughs> or whatever else. <laughs> recess. Right, uh, kind of. <laughs> uh, well, no, you don't get any of that stuff anymore. Like, you know, we were doing, you know, lifting bags of fucking sand and water bags and, you know what I mean? Just trying to do stuff like that because they don't really give you a whole lot. Because, yeah. um, you know, they just don't want the, they don't want the inmates getting bigger than the guards. Right. Some places you would go and it would, dudes would be, he'd just like, yeah. you know what I mean? And fuck, what are you going to do with that, man? You have to right. fucking put that, you have to put that dude down. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, um, I think of, I mean, I think the closest I've come to prison, at least the feel of it, I think, would be uh, when I went to jail in Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was a stupid situation. I was, I was in Tokyo I, um, with a group of friends at this grad school business trip thing, right? So like it was 20 of us. And like, and I, I'd just been elected class president somehow. I don't even fucking know, but like, whatever. Um, and we were out in Tokyo partying, dude. And we bumped into this guy who was like the home run king of Japanese baseball league. And he bought us a fucking like, you know, the giant magnum of sake. Yeah. He, he paid for our whole dinner and just kind of like randomly bumped into him in some sushi place. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. And uh, later that night we're walking around and, and me and like, two other buddies would go into this bar and I'd go to get them some beers, come back. Uh, like when I go back, they're gone. And next thing I know, I'm waking up in the fucking streets of Tokyo, like three o'clock in the fucking morning. No idea where I'm at. Nothing is in English. Right. I think I find the hotel, but the gates closed. Right. So I fucking, I hop the fence. I hop this nah. gate. It's like six, eight foot tall, like brick cinder block, brick <laughs> gate. Right. Fucking hop that thing. I'm beating on the door fucking three o'clock in the morning, right? You know, let me in, let me in, let me in. 
nobody's answering, nobody's answering. Finally, I'm just like, fuck it. There's like this, there's like a hedge bush, like on the inside of the the gate, like next to the wall. Yeah. I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just gonna like squeeze myself between there and pass the fuck out. These cops wake me up, fucking take me in. Uh, everything's Japanese. They don't speak English at all, dude. Like, like at all, right? <laughs> so they're just like making me stand in line with all these fucking Japanese guys and shit, and like they're just yelling, they're just like barking shit in Japanese, like a fucking. Like a World War II, like POW fucking, <laughs> yeah. And then they give you, this is, there's a probably a 20 by 20 foot room cell where you, where you and like, I don't know, five, 10 other people fucking are sitting in there. There's no seats. It's just kind of a, it's kind of a padded floor, kind of like a, uh, like a wrestling mat or something. You know, like those high school wrestling mats, kind of like that feel. Yeah. Um, and you just sat there with this fucking group of other dudes for, I was there for three days, but like the weird thing is like Japan's also this, uh, um, you know, it's, it's very volcanic, right? A lot of seismic activity. And so their buildings are like, um, earthquake proof. Right. Yeah. So like you're sitting in there and you could feel the floor fucking shifting. Like as the building swaying in the air or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, they're serving you meal. They're serving you meals, and it's all like straight up Japanese food. And I'm like, I can do this, <laughs> you know? It's like, it's like rice and sushi and shit like that. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. Um, they had a cigarette break every day, dude. Every day you get your shot. You can go into this. You go to a separate room where they give you cigarettes for free, and you have like 15 minutes to house as many as you can. So I'd go through and like just fucking sucked on like three of them. So I'm just like, yes, I fucking got this. <laughs> yeah and then uh i eventually got out because like the the i don't know the detective or whoever whoever the police the prosecuting police officer whatever someone was talking to me and this guy this japanese guy spoke english and i'm like i'm like look you know he, he wanted me to sign this piece of paper it's like you know you apologize and you know you did not mean to shame their family and like all this other stuff <laughs> and they're like if you sign this and it was all in japanese and they're like if you sign this you can go you're free. Charges are dropped. And I'm sitting here going, I have no idea what the fuck I'm signing right now, dude. It's all in Japanese. You know? <laughs> you know? What if I'm actually signing my life away? I got no fucking clue, dude. So I'm like, I want to talk to somebody. So they bring in the fucking U.S. Embassy consulate guy. He comes in, he sits down. He's, he looks like fucking... Have you ever seen Scrubs? Like... I vaguely... Or uh, whatever, but like so, he, so like this one guy was kind of like at like a widow's peak. And like I, I think he, he might have been in Top Gun too. Um, I know those are really random references, but could have been in those. Um, this guy looks like him, fucking speaking perfectly clear English to me because he's he's American, right? Uh, and he told me the same thing. He's like, look, they'll drop the charges. They just want you to apologize and say you didn't want to bring shame on either of our houses. And blah 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 blah. So I'm like, fuck. I'm like, all right. And he goes, well, he's like, he's like, do that. He's like, charge be dropped. You can go home. Then he goes, you know, at the end of the day, at least you can say you got something in common with Mick Jagger. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like, thanks, dude. Why? Because we fucking we both spent time in Tokyo, like <laughs> Tokyo jail. <laughs> Tokyo jail. We did. It's not prison. It's not no. prison. But like that to me, like that was the most like foreign, like, you know, when I, like when I, I was in jail for a couple of days here and there in, in the States and uh, they don't give you cigarette breaks. No, you don't get that. No, you get a concrete bed. 
<laughs> the, only, the only cigarettes, the only cigarettes you get in in jail are the ones that you pack in your suitcase on your way uh, when you come from state prison and you go into uh, in the city in, in the city. Like, uh-huh. I so I did do that. So when nice. I when I, when I had to, uh, like, I didn't have any money. So when you're in transit, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. You can't like when you're gonna go stay somewhere. You don't know how long you're gonna be, so you don't want to tie your money up on right. on the books with their commissary because your money takes a while to follow you. And so what you do is is you just you pack your ass full of fucking tobacco and and uh, and uh, uh, matches and fucking uh, uh, rolling papers. And as soon as you get there, shit's you, currency, right? Yep, shit's got to be gold there. Yep, you shit that shit out. Pull 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 that suitcase out. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it was disgusting. <laughs> it was it was disgusting, man. I didn't, you know, I probably wouldn't have done it if I if I, you know, if the amount of money that I had on my books wasn't. I had like about a thousand something bucks on my books, so I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, I'm not gonna tie up that much money in somewhere. So. I ended up making like dude a hundred dollars in commissary the wow. as soon as I landed because I just rolled up pinners. You know what I mean? <laughs> my, my my hands smelled like fucking poop because you got because you got to yeah I, it wasn't a it wasn't an easy process so yeah. like it was almost a whole twenty four hours that I had to like not shit and not eat anything and not drink any well I could drink something but I didn't eat anything or. Wait, is what, did you stash it in your ass? Were you like a yes. you, were, you, oh, you were, Wait, you were shoving packs of cigarettes in your asshole? No, 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 not packs. Oh, of wow, cigarettes. that's impressive, dude. Hold on. <laughs> not not packs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All so right. It's like, it's like, so it's like a. It's so you're like, putting butts in your butt. That's basically. You're 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 putting like at least you know it's just loose tobacco, right? That, uh, that's how they sell. You know, like uh, yeah, like yeah, let you roll, right? Like like, like bugler. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what it is. You you mm-hmm. pack about fucking you know thirty or forty cigarettes worth like pinners, and you, you know what I mean. It's some matches and and, and Damn. fucking yeah, and you just you pack it in there and you fucking wrap it up, shove it in there, and fucking you know. That's <laughs> that's, uh, that's impressive. You're kind of like a, like the how do you get it from state though? Can you get well, cigarettes in, in state prison? It's just not federal. Yeah, in Nevada you could. So okay. federal you could. But this was this was in my transit, so I had to go from you know state prison when they released me out of there. I had to go to back to Las Vegas, go sit in the city jail, and wait for the feds to come and and pick me up and take me uh-huh. and take me on. And that was like a, a month and a half journey because once you once you were I in left, city jail. Well, yeah, that was about okay. a month. But uh-huh. then once I left city jail, it was about another month and a half to get all the way to Oregon. Oh, so shit. I okay. went, yeah. So I went all the way down through, uh, this place called, uh, what is it? Something Florence, Arizona, where it's like, there's nine, there's nine, uh, uh, private prisons in this town in, in Arizona. Damn. So this is a prison town that just the population is prison workers. Um, and then from there up to uh, Victorville, from Victorville to Dublin, and from Dublin up to uh, up to Oregon. Mm. So I mean, it was a while, and it, it took me a minute. They call that diesel therapy because <laughs> you're just you know going from place to place to place, and like you don't need. They put you in. They're not supposed to put you in with like general population because mm-hmm. you're already sentenced to prison. So it's like mm-hmm. they don't want you like mingling with them. So you, usually we get your own unit wherever you stop. Um, but yeah. I end up in I end up in uh, Oregon, go to uh, federal prison, 
Um, I didn't get in a whole lot of fights when I was in state prison. Uh, I mean, I seen some crazy shit, man. I seen a dude get fucking a hot pots, right? So they heat their water for soups and mm-hmm. coffee and mm-hmm. whatnot. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes they'll take baby oil because you can get baby oil. And when they, when they want to fuck somebody up, they'll, they'll heat up the baby oil and they'll just fuck them. Wow. Oh, douse, somebody, shit. douse somebody with it and it does it, it doesn't stop burning because it's oil you know what i right, mean right right yeah and so they hit some dude in his cell man and just fucking, all skin was coming off and everything. oh my and was, god yeah that's pretty bad um that's crazy so i mean i didn't get involved in anything like that but i mean it was it, like i was on my best behavior that's for sure yeah. <laughs> but i mean you see it though regardless you know what i mean like that's that's yeah that's an experience man yeah, it's funny when you think you're hard, and then you and you get somewhere where there, where everybody else is pretty much harder than yeah. you are, and you're just mm-hmm. like, all right, well, <laughs> <laughs> right? I ain't got shit to say. <laughs> um, funny. Got a bunch of tattoos when I was in uh, federal prison. Um, mm. That's the one thing when you get tattoos there, they're cheap as fuck. I've met, you know, you, I bet you can't get uh, uh, tattooed out here for soup. Top right. Robin. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> but I mean, is, are they like rigging like a, is it like a jerry rig ink gun or like what is like? Yeah, so they'll take the motor out of like a, like back then they had like still have Walkmans and, uh, oh. you know, cassette things mm-hmm. or uh, even uh, electric razors because yep. it's got the thing that moves, right? Anything mm-hmm. like that. And then they'll take a, like a big pen. Uh, and then they'll they'll sharpen up a needle, like maybe a paper clip or something, and attach mm. it to it. And it's just a single needle. And then they'll they'll burn baby oil and catch the soot, and in a bag, right? And then they'll take that soot and mix it in the baby oil, uh, and that, that's the black ink. Huh. It doesn't it doesn't last for a long time. And sometimes they'll even burn uh, chess pieces, the black chess pieces, and collect that. And huh. use that in in like either baby oil or soap or something. I don't, I don't know what what they mix it with, but huh. I mean it it does it, it breaks up. You know what I mean? It doesn't keep like real uh, like real ink does, right? Right. Because it's it's not it's it's not really ink. No, <laughs> I mean it's it's color. Yeah, but it's like ash essentially. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And so you know, I I, I did all right there. Um, you know, got in great shape. Uh, you know, did a bunch of uh, cool stuff. Um, I mean, I like just working on myself, trying to figure out, yeah. you know, what, wh- where, where things went wrong, where I was going to go from there. I ended up rolling back out. Instead of going to Vegas, I switched my jurisdiction to California, back to my mom's. And then from there, it took me probably about a good six months to decompress uh, from just hating other races because you're forced to be segregated and not hating, but just, you know what I mean? You're, you're, you're used to not, associating with you know because i was running with the whites so we didn't associate with the blacks you're not allowed to eat after a black person if you you know break any of these rules you know you're subject to uh uh you know getting touched up or or you Uh know uh, consequences or whatever so i mean there's still politics in there um but it's not as bad as like a a maximum security Uh, um i didn't realize it was uh didn't realize it was segregated well i mean you you can you people talk to each other but i mean you're just not you're not you're not going to see a whole lot of uh uh you know other races mixing together they just pretty much kind of stay to themselves is it segregated by like the the general population or is it more by like the the workers that's the general population yeah the general population does it you know and so 
you know, that it, it really, when I got out, I ended up getting married uh, for all the wrong reasons. Um, I, I met this chick in NA or, or no, in AA. I tried to go to Alcoholics Anonymous and, 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 and be good and, and do all that. I, I ended up getting into the union, um, was an apprentice uh, in the same union I'm in right now. Uh, and then 2008 came. And then the crash, the mm-hmm. big, the big crash in the economy, and I was out of a job, and had a lot of time on my hands, and uh, knew exactly where I needed to go because I'm back in my old area, so I know who all the old people were that I used to, because I was doing this stuff back when I was in junior or uh, in high school. Mm-hmm. So the same people, they didn't go very far. I mean, they're still around, and so uh, I found them, and. Uh, I went AWOL from my marriage for about three months. Just, just bounced, bounced, gone. I didn't answer the phone to my mom, to anybody. I just left. And uh, it got to the point where, you know, they, they figured out I was making checks and fucking IDs in my room down there. You know, uh, I think what I, what did I do when I, I got a job at this one place. I'm not gonna say where it was, but I got a job at this one place as a bartender mm-hmm. and uh it was, a, it was like a seasonal thing because it was a, a fair, right? And it only ran, a fairs, you know, county fairs run, what, maybe two months, a month mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, I figured out that they don't, they don't count the, uh, or they count the cups to keep track of the, of the beer, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but there's nothing else that they have to, to do that. And so, but they don't keep track of how many cups that they gave you. Hmm. And so, <laughs> it, so I figured out how to, how to, you know what I mean? How to Work manipulate, the system, the, yeah. how to manipulate the system. I would turn the, the, uh, I would turn the, the thing towards me, right. That tells them how much it was. And I just got it into my head. Like, you know, they're, they're round numbers. So six, you know, uh, eight, $8. And so, you know, they come up, all right, that's $21. And I just hit the, hit the cash out. Right. And just put a tick down on what it was. And so I'm keeping track of how much money I, I need to take out of that register, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and how much I need to turn in so there's no mistaking it. And so I was able to really buy my laptop from that. I, I ended up making, it was making like five, $600 a day plus whatever tips I was getting. And so that's how I re-got most of my stuff, like clothes and, and got my laptop. So I go back to work again and uh, <laughs> go back to work again. <laughs> And so, yeah, that's what I did, man. I just started hanging, uh, started hanging paper, hanging out with all of these people. I knew that that uh, there was, I knew that there was uh, credit card fraud out there that I I wanted to do, right? Because when I got out, it wasn't done. There was still things that I had on my agenda that I wanted to accomplish. It's as crazy as that sounds, right? Mm-hmm. But I knew that there was this there was this type of crime out there that was white collar. And that you could you you could make and track your own credit cards, you know, put the information on the back, press them out. I knew this was all out there, but I just had to find the right person to show me how to do it. And one of my my buddies knew somebody who was in that game, and they made the connection. And then here's the second time I'm I me and this dude just bond a bromance, you know what I mean? And I was literally dude, we, me were we were stuck at the hip. He was teaching me everything that he knew about all the shit. Like even to where all of his homeboys that and people like I'm somebody new coming in and just like has all of his time and like you know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. And so all these people were starting to get like jealous and they're like, well, like you came in salty, man. You already knew what you're doing, right? No, I didn't, I didn't really hardly. Well, I knew how to do paper. I didn't know how to do yeah. plastic. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And he showed me how to do all that stuff. And, um, you know, we, we did a lot, we did a lot of dirt together, man. Um, a lot, a lot of stuff that we were doing, I can't even talk about because, you know, that could possibly lead to consequences. <laughs> uh, but it, it was, it was crazy. I was in San Francisco. We had, uh, you know, we had two offices, one where we collected all the information where I was, you know, uh, doing research for trying to get like credit cards issued in my name by other people, you know, learning how different things worked. We were able to get into like, just from having somebody's social security number and, and a little bit of their information, I would, uh, find out what bank this credit card went to because it, the, tell, the credit cards tell you what bank they are. The first four numbers is what, what bank it is. And so, you know, we would get the number and we were able to check all of these accounts because we had, we had their social too. So we'd just punch in the last four and we'd see how much money they got uh, available on this credit card. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we would just press them out and, 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 and go do what we were doing. And uh, so he ended up leaving because he he was with a chick that he really liked and she was like legit you know mm-hmm. uh she was a pharmaceutical rep uh you know had a real job and and she was fucking with this dude and like he was trying to hold on to that and uh so he was like, all right well i'm gonna change and i'm i'm out i'm out of the game and and so we just we, we split split ways and uh i ended up doing um coming back, catching another violation. I had to go to, I was in this drug rehab. And so I was able to convince them like after about, I don't know, maybe 90, not 90 days. It was a 90 day program. Maybe after half time, halfway through there, I was able to convince them that I got a job and he was actually the one that made up the, made up the letterhead and everything else. And so I was able to get my truck there leave every day go to san francisco stay high all day long come back and uh i fucked myself because i went and i did some ghb before i left and i ended up doing the same thing man i fucking ended up somewhere else where i didn't know where i was going and i missed my curfew and i had to sober up and it was about midnight when i got home luckily i had uh, uh some synthetic urine Mm -hmm. and when i had because i they knew they're like so you're fucked up you need to take Mm -hmm. the ua and Mm -hmm. so they had one of the clients go in because there was only a female staff member. So she couldn't come in and watch me take a piss and, mm-hmm. and he wasn't going to watch me take a piss. So I'm just like pissing with this fake urine, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, I get it. Uh, I passed the test. Right. And the, all the counselors, everybody's like, bullshit. You were, you're fucking dirty, man. We know you're dirty. <laughs> and I'm like, I ain't taking another test. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I didn't take another test. I gave it to you, man. To, to, you know, you either take it or leave it. And uh, so they're like, you know what? They had a big meeting about it. And they're like, dude, we know you're foul. So we're kicking you out. Uh, and it was like eight days before I was going to graduate. Really? Oh, yeah. Dude, that's fucked. And so my, uh, the, my probation officer, she was a, you know, she was a, uh, a woman. And so, you know, I was, I, dude, I threw, I threw tears on, I, you know what I mean? All this <laughs> stuff to get her to get sympathy, you know, please. And that's how I got there to begin with. Right. Cause she uh, could have sent me back to prison. Yeah. 
and uh and so this time she was like no fine fuck you you're you're going you're going to county you're gonna go do some time in jail and so i did and so when i what got me to stop doing drugs was i knew that i was going on this trip right yeah and i didn't want to be kicking in in county jail because it's a it's a lot dangerous than it is in uh in, in prison right mm. you got a bunch of cowboys in there that, that think they know what prison's like and you know little gangbangers and people trying to make a name for themselves mm. and so i stopped like a month before i was supposed to turn myself in and i stopped smoking stopped doing that got in there did my time got out uh and i was like you know what i think i'm gonna keep this up uh i started doing uh other things like playing slow pitch softball, like adult slow nice. pitch softball. I changed my whole like fucking love softball, dude. Oh yeah, dude. I, yeah. I got into it, man. I got into it. So like I go hard. If I'm going in on something, man, I go hard. Hard mm -hmm. as fuck. Yeah. You know, until until I burn myself out of it. Yep. And uh and then I know everything about it, dude. I've got every bat they possibly make, you know what I mean? I've and, and I even started like doing bat returns, you know what I mean? Like I would get broken <laughs> bats from people. I would change the dude. I would change the the receipt. Like I figured out how to make receipts for these bats, like by buying some and then changing some of the numbers, and and they didn't track yeah. it. And so I'd get brand new bats sent to me all the time, and in turn I'll <laughs> sell them. So I mean, I'm always, man, always something. Like I have to like be involved in something. I mean, even now I I do, but it's it's not even it's not even that bad now. Now it's just a little stupid ass shit. But mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, it's like I feel like I always got to. Like, get over somehow a little bit you know what i mean just a little bit i don't care man just i got i gotta stick it to the man just for That's a right. second right <laughs> get him <laughs> um so yeah i you know i ended up uh doing that i didn't like how that league was being run so this was really the beginning of me actually building myself back up uh nice so i decided i was like dude i want to i don't like how this league is i'm gonna i'm gonna start my own softball league and so I did. I started my own city league and uh, started running that cool. did it for about a couple seasons. Uh, from there, I was like, oh, fuck, if I could do this, well, then I want to be a tournament director because I want to start running tournaments now and, and yeah. doing all that. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing that. And then I, I started, you know, from the money that I was making from running tournaments, I would take and put that money into my own team, co-ed team that I sponsored. Mm -hmm. And we went to Vegas. We went and played all kind of like uh, nice. madness like Midnight Madness in mm -hmm. Vegas and, mm -hmm. and all world so, uh, all world tournaments and stuff. That was just like little things like that gave me the uh, confidence to realize like, well, fuck, if you can do this, then, then why can't you do this? And then mm -hmm. once I did this, I'm like, well, then fuck, why can't you do this? Mm -hmm. And it's just one after the other after the other. And then, you know, pretty soon here we are. Uh, there's a lot more to that story. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, that's kind of the gist of it. And then you know, once the once all the the substances and everything were gone out of my life, um, I, I fell prey to uh, opiates. Man, I got I got oh. hooked on opiates in two thousand. Uh, I'm gonna say two thousand six, seven, maybe two thousand nine. No pills like oxy and shit like that, or well, Norco. Norco. Okay. Yeah. And so I was, I was taking them for like seven years and I got to the point where I was, you know, buying an extra, spending an extra 500 bucks a month on, on an extra script, Damn. you know? And so I stopped doing that probably 
I would say six months before I started this podcast. And the reason why I stopped doing that, I was like, well, how are you going to talk to anybody about any kind of shit mm-hmm. when, when you're, you know, you're fraudulent yourself right now, you're still taking pills, you're, you know, doing all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I stopped and then, you know, because uh, my podcast had already, I'd already got everything for it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'd had it for a year and I'd just been sitting on it, talking yep. myself. I kept talking myself out of it, you know, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, what do you, who wants to hear you? What do you, what do you have to say to anybody? Yeah. You know what I mean? He goes, sit down, punk. Yeah, I got shit to say. No one wants to hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny how that works, man? Uh, first of all, cheers to that, dude. That's a good ass fucking story. Um, I'm going to grab another beer really quick. Hold on a second. But yeah, dude, like, that's a fucking wild ass story, man. I, uh, I want to know, like, what, like, I mean, you said you decided not to do it anymore, but, like, what was the decision? Like, what was going through your head when, like, or did it just hit, or did it just hit you one day and you're like, man, fuck it, I'm not going to do this shit anymore? No, because before I went on my, on that violation and did the 90 days, um, you know, I would, uh, I was trying to get back with my chick, Mm -hmm. uh, my, my ex-wife, and, you know, it was, I, I don't know, man, it was almost like, so I was chasing her mm-hmm. on the freeway. Like we were hitting high speeds and finally she was like, dude, you're fucking crazy. And she pulled over mm-hmm. and stopped and like, what are you doing? You're going to fucking kill us. And, uh, and, uh, and I was just like, I, I was just at my, I mean, it's like, I didn't, I didn't know where to go. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. she doesn't want me. My, my, my family, I've, I, you know, they're turning their back on me. Um, temporarily, you know what I mean? They're just like, Hey, you dude, you can't, if this is how you're going to be, you can't stay here anymore. And she was like, fuck, I'm tired of you using me. And, uh, you know, I was just like, I was just like at a, at this wall and I'm like, fuck, where do I go? <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, everything just came crashing down at one time, man. And I was on the side of the freeway and I was just like falling uncontrollably, dude, just like, fuck, like, how did I get here? Yeah. And how do I, and, and how do I fix this? You know? And, and I was just tired of hearing myself and just as much as everybody else was tired of hearing me telling them how it's going to be different this time. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how addicts are. Sure. It's always going to be different this time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I just got tired of it, man. I was, I was, uh, living at home. Didn't have, didn't have a pot to piss in a window to throw it out. Everything that I'd ever gotten, I'd fucking squandered away. Even like cars that my dad had given me uh, mm. that were my grandparents, uh, you know, Mercedes. It's fucking just didn't give a fuck, man. You know what I mean? It, it was, uh, I just, I just got tired of being that dude. And, you know, I had, you know, I got a daughter out there that, I mean, it's just, you just start, you, you just can't help but to, to look at like, I couldn't help but to look at all of the the damage that I caused in my wake when I look back and I'm just like, it's almost like if I look back from here all the way to my childhood, I'm Mm -hmm. like, dude, it's like a fucking massive tornado went through, went through a small town. You know what I mean? That's just what it looked like. It's like, fuck, you know, I did all this damage and and like, how am I going to, how am I going to fix it? I got a little bit of time and distance away from it by being in jail. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that 90 days, I wasn't on anything. And so when I came out, I was just, all right, let's just try and keep this up. And you're Change. level-headed. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit, man. Yeah. But it, t- it takes about two years to level out, man, from fucking meth. Uh, your, ser- okay. your serotonin levels are all off, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like I, like I said, I, I dabbled with it a little bit, but it, it, 
wasn't that long, you know, a few times here and there over the course of a couple of months. Um, but for me, it was like, it, it was the day after <laughs> like that just fucking, or the next day or two or three or however long it took to get out of your system. I'm just like, fuck this dude. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I wasn't, I wasn't there to get, uh, too involved in that, but I fucking, but I sampled, you know, I fucking dabbled yeah, um, for sure. But, uh, yeah. So I didn't know it might take two years to get out of your system. I would just think like, dude, if you're clean for like 30 days, like, I mean, I would imagine you probably had your head probably feels pretty clear. That's. Yeah. I mean, it, it really depends on uh, how long yeah. you, and what you were doing and how mm-hmm. long you were using it, you know? Right. Would, that's, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, for sure. You know? And so it ended up just, it, it's all the way that I can the way I could describe it was you know have you ever been on have you ever been done ecstasy yeah and you know maybe you've done like a a, a night where you hit like maybe four or five pills mm-hmm. and then when you come down off of that like how your emotions oh, are all dude, fucked you're, up you're fucking so dead to the world like your emotions well, yeah, are but, fucked up you're yeah. depressed or you you can't eat shit yeah again yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's just same thing just not as intense but it's just you're still like like you just don't feel right you feel off yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean you're just almost like you're 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 walking like a dog looks at you mm-hmm. and you're just sort of walking through life like that and right. until you know you, you can lift your head up and go oh okay yeah i'm normal again all right <laughs> well i think about so i mean you're talking just kind of talk about the other thing um on the front end of that conversation you were talking about um, you know, talking about just accomplishing fucking big shit and getting bigger and bigger, right? Like I, you know, I um I got nothing but respect for that, dude. Like that's what I'm consistently working on. You know, like I um after the after my military time and which was a fucked up period, anyways. Like you know, so you talk about growing up and having a tornado. Mine was more like from 19 until present, basically. Like I had I had my uh, I'm 38. I had my my PTSD event. Uh, three months before 9-11. Yeah. And uh, it fucked me up, dude. And I've, I, you know, I, for me, it's like, I did a lot of partying, did a lot of fucking fucking. <laughs> dude, dude, my fucking vices, my vices were booze and women, dude. Yeah. And, you know, uh, smoke a little bit of weed here and there, but, you know, there was, there was a long time, probably from like 24 to probably a good 10 years or so. Yeah. I didn't do anything really other than beer, right? Beer and scotch. Um, but man, I fucking, it, it fucks you up. You don't realize, you don't realize what you're, the kind of life you're living, mm-hmm. you know, until you look back on it, you know, but, uh, but, but it's always been, you know, working on bigger and better things, even though struggling along the way. Right. Yeah. So like I worked my way up corporate for like 12 years. I got an MBA from a good school. Um, but I also went to jail in Tokyo when I was in grad school, right? <laughs> and, you know, I got married and my wife left me after two years, right? Like, you know, uh, the good with the bad, you know, it's just kind of all, it's all rolled in there, you know? Um, but the thing is, is, you know, doing big things. Like, you know, after my corporate time, you know, I, I did this, um, I, I produced an English Premier League event in Australia, right? And I've been working on... Um, we're working on this, but working on some other projects as well. And like with this one, it's kind of similar to what you're talking about, right? It's like just actually fucking doing it. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like, I know fucking so many people do. And all I got to do is fucking give them a quick text or a phone call and be like, hey, let's do this. 
<laughs> but like, I'm just kind of like, I'm lazy about it, I guess. Right. Or like even before, like when I, when I've, I, I lost the show back in November, so it's been what, about six months, something like that. Um, but I, the first like eight episodes I had, I had them in my computer stored for like three, three, four months at that point. <laughs> and I was just, you know, just, I was like, Oh, it's, but my website's not quite ready or this and that. And the other thing's not, it's not quite ready. It's not ready. <laughs> I just sat on it for like three, four months. Probably just like, you know, a friend of mine gave me a swift kick in the ass. And he said, Brian, just fucking do it. Just fucking push that shit out there. Yeah. Cause they're, cause they're all going to suck. You know, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. All, yeah. all your first ones are gonna suck. Yeah, yeah. But you, you embrace know, you, the suck. That's what yeah. it is. Because whether it's podcasts or whether it's working out, whether yeah. it's you know, throwing, you know, putting on tournaments or other sporting events or fucking writing books or whatever the fuck else you might be doing, it's gonna suck the first you know so many hours of doing it. Yep, yep. Right? Until it's until you is. until you find your like I was I was talking to somebody today and I was uh I was like. You know, he asked me, he asked me a question about, so what do you think, you know, since you've started, you know, you've got what, 35 episodes now and you know, where, how do you, how do you think you're progressing? Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, what it, what it kind of is, is like, I feel like I got my mic personality, mm -hmm. like my mic personality is starting to come out. Like I'm getting comfortable mm -hmm. on the mic. I'm, I'm not, yeah, my, my regular, who I am is starting to, to, to show to everybody yeah. instead mm -hmm. of just like in little pieces mm -hmm. you know like you'll get glimpses of of who you really are because mm -hmm. you don't you're not really comfortable with what you're doing yeah or you're learning how to you know whatever it is and so yeah what i think is interesting about it um I, have you i mean have you used mics before like in the past prior to doing this or okay really. so so like for me like i grew up you know i, I was in a punk band in high school you know, I was saying I played bass, I was in jazz band, some other shit too. I played drums um, and bass and uh, and sang. And so I've been kind of around mics for a long time. Um, so the getting used to the mic thing wasn't necessarily the issue for me. It was more or less like realizing that there's different things that I share with different people in my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying I'm like hiding shit, but like, you know, if it's more like if it comes up, we'll talk, right? You know, so 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 people have like different slivers of who I am. Yeah, yeah. So, so then they hear, you know, like this whole the whole premise is bringing on super interesting people, like swapping stories and shit, right? Just fucking yeah, yeah. telling some shit. And uh, like, I've got family members for cousins or whatever, for example, that probably have never heard me swear. I uh, grew up in a you know strong Catholic family. You know they're all Catholic, right? They probably never heard me swear at the family gatherings. Yeah. And you know talking through this shit, like dude, every other fucking word I've got is a curse, right? Is, <laughs> just I got a fucking marine mouth, man. I can't help it. Yeah, yeah. I don't care because those those words are meaningless to me, right? It's just filler as far as I'm concerned. But but you know it was realizing that I that I have different, you know. People see me through different lenses. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Depending on who I know. And the, the kind of the scary thing for me was, okay, A, is the content quality, you know, good enough, right? But like B, what are all these people going to think when they start seeing different versions of me than what they know or hearing different versions of me and what they know? I'm like, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're going to be like, Brian, who are you? Or like, well, Brian, that's so cool. Like, or, or whatever, you know, they'd be appalled or they can be stoked. Like, yeah. Anywhere in between, 
So which Brian? So which Brian are you today? I feel like I don't even know you. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I really, I thought that too, man. When I, because some of the stuff that that I talk about, I mean, I, I don't, I don't hold it back, man. I mean, even even if it's like something that you know would would be super shameful, you know what I mean? Like shit that you do when you're a kid, yeah. you know. Um, I just, I mean, I mean, if I've gone through it, I guarantee you, there's other people that are going through it. Yep. You know, and oh, so well, that, that's exactly it, man. I mean, it's it's so easy. Like when you're going through something, it's so easy to think like you're the only one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But dude, there's so many fucking people that, are, that have been out there and had you know had similar experiences. Not the same set of experiences necessarily, but like you know, there's tons of people that have gone to jail, tons of people that have gone to prison, right? Yeah. yeah. For all sorts of different types of shit. There's tons of people that fucking were stupid little kids. Everyone was a stupid little kid that got did stupid shit. You know. <laughs> you know. Um, Tons of people that did a lot of the shit that I did, but just never got caught. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really what it's all about for mm-hmm. me now is just trying to, trying to, um, take my experiences <laughs> and, and my story and turn it into a book or three, depending, you know, yeah. if there's three, three different parts of it mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, but I'm doing it the other way around, not the book first. I'm trying to build an organic audience first. Mm-hmm. So then when I go to do this book or if it ever gets done, when it gets done, mm-hmm. I've already got a base of people that are there because of my story and want mm-hmm. more of it and want, yep. you know what I mean? They're already following me. It's, it's organic. It's not the follow for follow, mm-hmm. uh, like for like, you know what right, I mean? That right. shit that they do in that, that, that group, right. You know, cause what's the purpose of having 10,000 followers when only a thousand? No one's yeah, engaged, boy. right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so, and then, and then I have all these other ideas, you know, cause I'm in, I'm a blue collar dude. I, I work in yeah. a union, you know, they actually just called me today and asked me if I want to go back to work on Monday. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, do I want to go back to work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, yeah. no, I said, I'm on, I, I'm on disability until the 18th and depending on, on how I feel, I may be on it till the 18th of June. But <laughs> uh, I just got my disability fucking back in far- February, March, something like that. Man. I don't know, but I finally got my my military disability paid. Dude. I fought for that for fucking 18 years. 18 fucking years and four legal battles. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's part of my story, right? And so like, yeah. you know, and I guess kind of along the lines of what you're talking about, like I, you know, I, I my first intention with the podcast stuff is I wanted to tell my story. Right. But that started because um, I had this desire that I had to write a book about it. Right. So I'm sitting there thinking I'm getting, I'm getting really into podcasts, you know, that kind of stuff. This is probably about a year and a half, two years ago, something like that. Then I was like, you know what? I'm like, I should do a podcast about this. You know, so I started putting together, I started outlining the whole thing, you know, um, sort of building that. And that's actually three, it's a three series, a three season uh, series. Right, so it's about the same length as yours, from from what I'm understanding. Um, but I also decided around that time that I was putting that together, I was in this veteran entrepreneur program um, at at a WeWork uh, in Seattle, and I was surrounded by a bunch of really uh, smart, talented, uh, hardened veterans that have become entrepreneurs. And some of them are like, yo, Brian's like, they're like, you should do a talk show. You should fucking interview us, for example. And I was like, all right. And so then I started doing this, right? And then I was like, oh, okay. 
you know, I do know a lot of fucking people, so I'm just going to fucking talk to people. Uh, and as I'm doing that, I'm building my audience, 8B Media's audience, you know, all of that stuff. So it'll be, you know, a softer sell uh, for my story when it gets out there as well. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's cool, man. I mean, yeah. I, kind of where I'm stuck at right now is the whole, just, just the writing the book part of it. Like, I mean, literally what I could probably do is just do everything that, that in, do what i told you earlier dude it's just fucking just record it like a podcast just tell your story orally into a microphone yeah and then you can go to like uh there's a couple of like websites out there um uh like otter.ai actually well um they're i'm not sponsored by them but you know uh, yeah. they do a, <laughs> they do a really good job uh transcribing it you just upload the audio when you're done with it and it takes like i don't know 20 30 minutes I mean, you got to go through and scrub it because it's not perfect, but it's fairly accurate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and then all you got to do to turn it into a book is just take the timestamps out of it, basically. And then do you do you send it to like an editor and they they piece it together and 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 they, make they it, help make clean it, it up and stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh well, this would probably be better over here, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, yeah, they can storyboard it. Mm-hmm. And then you know, also too, just we're we're just this space right here yeah what, what we're doing there's there's something here mm-hmm. you know what i mean because the situation that we're in now more people are coming to this platform and i'll talk to you about my idea once, once we get off of this but uh mm-hmm. yeah there's there, there's something there man uh and yeah so i don't know i'm trying to work my way out of what i'm doing because i'm 46 man yeah i got, I got 18 more years there's no way i got 18 more years in me in construction <laughs> right uh-huh. and besides you this is the i mean this is the, the dream right you're just fucking yeah. hanging out talking to people <laughs> fucking having a good time like you know the, the thing that sucks is you know we can't you know, we can't get physically near and do it because i like doing in-person interviews myself but uh I do too. The, you know. I mean, they're cleaner sound. You know, you don't have to worry about anything else. But I mean, it's at the end of the day, man. People are going to listen to your content. They're going to listen yeah. to it whether you got it cleaned up, whether you. you oh know, yeah, for sure. Put the burp out or not, yep, you know. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm, not, I'm not going to. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that's care. Just, that's because it's people, man. We're just we're people. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's people. It's authentic, man. I think people like the authenticity aspect right now because we're in a world where things are so fake or have been dude the world's fucking crazy i can't believe dude in this year alone we've had fucking a, a possible war with iran <laughs> uh what, what else we have the coronavirus nobody can travel most people can't even really leave their homes in the entire world yeah yeah some places can't go from city to city or state to state or province to province whatever Almost nobody can travel internationally right now, dude. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's crazy. The only thing that's saving people's sanity right now is the internet. Yeah. This yeah. this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I, I, oh, if, wow. I, if I wasn't talking to as many people as I was talking to in the last six weeks, going mm-hmm. on seven, dude, I'd be going nuts. Yeah, but the, uh, oh, no. but also like you think about this, dude. I mean, not only is the internet the saving grace, but with all that shit. Sorry, the, this was the point I was originally getting to, but I'm a little stoned right now, so <laughs> my train of thought. But like, because I'm sitting there going, "What was I going to say?" Uh-huh. Um, no, but like even with all that shit that happened in this year alone, we're only we just entered the fifth month. 
the Pentagon released proof that there are aliens just like yesterday or two days ago, and nobody gave a fuck. <laughs> they declassified these videos with UFOs, like the Air Force or Navy pilots or whatever, like tailing these fucking UFOs, dude. Proof. Yeah, that- That's proof of aliens. And nobody's fucking like, nobody's going, oh my God, it's crazy. Or, oh my God, that's so cool. People are just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. What? But it's misdirection, dude. When they, so when you, you want to, this thing is, is taking over so much of, the, of, of what's happening in the media right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's just on overload of, because of, there's nothing else going on. There's no sports. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's, there ain't shit. It's all they can the do. Trump is just, show, man. Yeah, all they can do is just, you know, find other stuff. So when they put this out, like everybody's either they're just like, yeah, yeah, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and just, just tired of hearing, you know, I just, I don't, I just don't think people believe the government anymore, man. They just lie too much. I mean, you know, they're just, they, they're just, I don't think you can blame anyone. You know, the, no, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> shit. I mean, they fucking, you know, introduced crack cocaine into the inner cities. Mm-hmm. You know the yeah. CIA, the CIA, and, and yep. you know Oliver North and the the Contras and yep. all of that yep. stuff. Freeway Rick Ross. Mm-hmm. I mean that was a real thing, I and mean, it's it was proven. Yeah. So I mean, if you're going to do that to your own population, and that's pretty bad, and the blacks have had it bad for fucking ever. Oh, for you know, sure. I mean, it's no you know, contest, get, man. It's been fucking hundreds of years, man. You know, and, and they're still getting it. Corona's getting them. <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. it's it's just it's a. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I just I hope some some good shit comes out of this, you know, some equality a little bit, you know. Maybe I, I thought I thought that we should have all went on a general strike since everybody's getting paid right now to sit at home, right? You know, and you don't have to worry about you know because what's the what's the hardest thing if you're going to go on strike? It's me as a union member, is not making money, right? You know what I mean? You can't you can't if you don't have the the, the savings to back you up or you know, mm-hmm. any income coming in or, or at least somebody else, you know, whatever. Right. You're, you're not gonna, you're not gonna stand up and fight because you're like, fuck, I gotta go to work. I gotta go pay. I gotta, I got bills to pay, man. Mm-hmm. You know, but we're all in a situation where we don't have to worry about that. So, I mean, at the very least, everybody should be on a general strike right now trying to get a UBI and Medicare for all, because how many people are out of work right now mm-hmm. and are losing their Medicare? Right. Their, their medical covers because they're it's employee paid because it's attached yeah because it's attached to employees dude it's fucking ridiculous so I, I don't know man I think I think we should get a, a, a you know Medicare thing you know, and I've been talking to people from like Canada and I was asking them like dude what so tell me about your medical system mm-hmm. you know what I mean because I hear I hear like bad shit about it all the time yeah. and you know that the socialism deal the argument that they make for trying to nationalize healthcare. And she's like, I've never had a problem. And I lived in I lived in England too, and I did, never had a problem there. Yeah, you, you I've know, got so. Canadian British friends. They they've never had a fucking bad word to say. Yeah, except yeah, system. I didn't. I, yeah, I didn't have a two thousand dollar deductible. That's the yeah. so that that's gold to me. <laughs> didn't fucking bankrupt me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I, that's I use this time actually, man, to to just get to know people, their situations, yeah. ask questions, and yeah. talk to people that when I want to know something. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of like what Rogan does, man. He yeah. he gets people on that 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 he has, 
like he has questions about something and he doesn't know, then he'll bring somebody on that knows and he can ask the questions that he wants to find out about. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have like super you know people like him, but I mean, I, whatever, whatever, whoever I'm talking to, I mean, if they've got like an interesting subject, then I'll definitely ask more about it, you know, mm-hmm. or, or have something to chime in about. Yeah. You know, so. Absolutely, man. Uh, <clears throat> I feel like we hit a pretty good spot. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. like we've 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 talked enough. Uh, we got a solid two and a half hours, I think, something like that. So, <laughs> well, this one's one hundred and five. I think the one before was like ninety minutes. It was pretty close. Okay, yeah, yeah, that one was pretty long. Yeah, but right on, dude. That'll work. Yeah, give it up for my friend Sean Dustin. That's it. Yep. Wait, no, hold on. Is that what I say at the end? I forget now. <laughs> hold on. You don't know you, you don't know your own your own sign out. <laughs> uh, anything you want to plug real quick oh yeah 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 i'm gonna plug um yeah my podcast i have one right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh yeah well you can find me at uh nowhere to go but up podcast or nowhere to go but up that's my name on my podcast uh i'm on spotify stitcher uh, all the major platforms iheart radio um apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, yep. um, and then yeah, that's the big one. You can find me all my places, social media, so Facebook group, uh, any anywhere that I'm at, merchandise, all of that. You can find that on my link tree, and then I'll you can put that in your show notes, and and that's yep. really all you need. All you need is that link tree. Right on, man. All right, all right, Sean Dustin, everyone. Peace, all right, brother. You've been listening to Half the City with Brian Shinborn, presented by AB Media. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends, and leave a solid five-star review to ensure these stories get spread far and wide. For more information, as well as to listen to other shows, including Relentless, a survivor's search for passion, purpose, and inner peace, and beyond Relentless, be sure to check out 8bmedia.com. Thank you for listening.